Oh, hello, weary travelers. Come on in. It looks like the bod is about to begin. I'll pour the ales over the stories, fables, and tales about the bards, battle axes, and bows taking out their ferocious foes. Just take a listen to the tales that we spin here at the Carriage Rest Inn. Previously on Carriage Rest Tales. With the help of a mysterious device created by Damien the Artificer, our adventurers were finally able to practice their skills against the Denoa Bogarts, and they looked ridiculous. <laughs> our leader and commander, Benson, watched in horror and disbelief as his troops fired upon one another and did their worst Zorro impersonations trying to close the rift. Our heroes learned a valuable lesson that day. The goals of the Order of Light are... First, close the rifts. Then, kill the Danoa. Finally, rescue the citizens. Will our adventurers finally get it together? Do they have what it takes to be in the Order? Will the group have the heart to tell Nomis that he didn't actually close the rift? Will Wood stop firing on her friends? Will Vasso graduate from a quarter orc to a half orc? Find out next on Carriage Rest Tales. I think whoever wrote that deserves like an <laughs> yeah. award. I agree. I don't, maybe I some inspiration. Yeah. I, I don't know. Inspiration for sure. Mm, I always forget to do that though, and then it'd be favoritism. I think we're okay with it. Yeah, okay. definitely. Well, welcome to another episode <laughs> of Carriage Rest Tales. I'm your host and one of the Dungeon Masters, Mike. And to my left, we have the very. The very, yeah, the very one. I was going to say, one, like. I lost it. Go ahead. Hey, everyone. This is Ryan. I'm playing Nomis, the tabaxi bard. Hey, everybody. This is Nick. I'm playing Vaso, the half orc. Hi. This is Sam, and I'll be playing Woods, the elven ranger. And this is John, your disembodied voice of many NPCs who doesn't wear pants. <laughs> <laughs> Just tonight, because my air conditioning's broken. Oh my gosh. Uh, His hum- video's off today, guys. Humble was the word I was looking yeah. for. <laughs> Very <laughs> humble. humble. <laughs> so last time we just finished up fighting some Danoa. You guys are uh, kind of licking your wounds, hobbling back to uh, home base. I believe almost everyone is dead. <laughs> I'm perfectly alive. Oh, that seems about right. You shot, yeah, every- you shot, you shot everyone else. Maybe yeah, next you- round we need to like fire at her. Yeah. All right. You, you know you did kill Vasa, right? I did not kill you. You sent him to zero hit points. Well, he. W- I was going to come help you, but you were figuring it out on your own, so it's fine. I wasn't going to uh, let you die. I had a cure wounds I was holding specifically for you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Now let me pull this arrow out of my butt. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Uh, what are we doing? I mean, Nomis I is riding high. for the medical yeah. tent. Yeah. Nomis is riding high. Like, he he thinks he did a great thing, closing that rift. He's about to go meet Vanessa, get some healing. I don't know. All's, all's good with the okay. world. Okay, let's just go to the, let's get you guys patched up. And she, like, I feel like she's holding kind of both of you under each arm as we're walking. So you're heading on back to your base and making your way to the medic tent where you're going to meet Dr. Vanessa Graves. You enter the medical tent, and Dr. Graves is currently just kind of working and making sure that the entire thing is set up. This is sort of a temporary thing. There's normally an infirmary, but they're on the field. 
And when you walk in, she takes a look at you and says, Oh dear, I, mm, I told Benson something like this would happen and that this was too dangerous for recruits. You, you two, make sh- come sit down. I'll, I'll take care of you. And she immediately just starts grabbing equipment and it tries to tend to your wounds first, Vaso. Uh, can I help at all? Yes. Could you grab some of those bandages from sure. the cabinet over there? Sure. Go grab the bandages. Thank you. <sighs> Tell me, what what happened out there? Should I expect this same thing from the other recruits? No. Uh, she, uh, my teammate, not. My teammate over here shot me, so... Okay, it, it's, we had to go first, and nobody really knew what we were doing, so I, I don't think you should expect this from the next round. But I may or may not have shot an arrow into his butt. She has this look of disbelief on her face, and she just is not really quite comprehending what you're telling her, because it, like, She's hearing this and picturing what happened, and she kind of is formulating the opinion of, how did you get into the order? (laughs) But she doesn't actually say that. That's what her face says. And she says, well, excuse me, I I haven't properly introduced myself. I'm Dr. Graves, Dr. Vanessa Graves. Please call me Vanessa. People don't seem to like using my last name. Hi, Vanessa. I am Nomis, and I take my hat off and give a little bow. I am the closer of rifts. Oh my gosh. While these two were fighting each other, I was able to complete the mission. And he's still like riding. Oh, that, yeah. That's so. Now. Uh, Vasha was just with like, this sword, and I like, try to pull it out of the sheath, like this one. Keep that put away <laughs> oh, in okay. here. Yeah, won't you? Hey, uh, Nomich, won't, won't you tell us how, uh, how you did that? Well, it's no brainer. I just used my magical weapon and stitched it up. No. Little whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Dr. Graves is giving you that same look that she gave Melwood no. a couple minutes ago. D- no. I was there. I was looking right at it. Okay. So, I mean, here are the bandages. Do we, can I, do, I also would like to say I only shot him with one arrow. The other things killed him. Like, that was the, it wasn't just me. What, what other things? What, the Genoa. What came out? The, no, I, I, I know the Genoa came out, but what? What did it look like? They were like giant like a, dogs, I think. Hairy cat dogs? Yeah. Big teeth. Like wolves? Hmm. Kind of? Hmm. She is taking in what you're saying, but not really reacting with much other than thinking face. Vasta is just laying down on the bed or whatever, the medic bed. <laughs> yeah, she she's also preoccupied with trying to stitch you like, up. Whatever, Vasta. I'm just laying down. <laughs> well, listen, I hope that the three of you don't end up in here like this again. I'd hate to see you come in here in this condition again, especially you, Vaso. Um, Doc, I got a question. So I noticed when I was helping to close the riff that it was like burning, like my body was burning. Burning. Is that normal? Yes, people do describe it that way. Um, some people simply describe it as, as warm, Others, uh, some some describe it as almost searing. Others describe it more like a like a buzz. But they, it, it's all similar, uh, similar adjectives that are used to describe the the feeling of using the light. Man, my body wasn't burning at all. I must be like really good. It, I, I get, I, it like it was a pain that felt good. Yes, that um, that is consistent with how others describe it. So, the bigger the rift the more it's going to take from us? 
she doesn't say anything and just nods. Oh. Be careful. Some rifts are too big to close for one person. I think Woods is putting the pieces together in her head that and starting to kind of understand the severity of what's going on. Um, and it's not really fun in games. And she's kind of almost embarrassed now that she like shot an arrow in her friend. Dr. Graves asks you to grab another piece of equipment yeah, for her. Yeah, and she just like kind of shakes her head and, and goes and picks up the whatever th- thing. Yeah, so for from then on, she just... She continues to keep you active in the conversation, almost like she's trying not to let you think about things on yeah. your own for too long to, to kind of save you the the stress of thinking about that while she patches up your friends. And I think that is uh, adequate for your introduction to Dr. Vanessa. Yeah. Is she like young, old? She look like. She is on the early side of middle-aged woman. She's a brunette elf. Is her skin blue? I feel like her skin's blue. Like a bluish. It, yeah. It's it got a bluish tint, sure. That makes me happy. So after you guys get patched up, you have the rest of the evening to yourself to kind of reflect and meditate on the battle that you guys had and basically kind of get rest up. Benson did tell you, or a messenger comes and tells you that you guys are on shift for tomorrow's patrol. And you learn from the messenger that the patrol is more like you're showing the presence of the order of light. So it's not like you're going to be like hunting bad guys or something like that. But typically you're just making a display of the order in the city, talking to the citizens, that type of stuff. So let's get some food. And she looks at the two of you. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I definitely want to eat. Yeah. Okay. So um, I should look at Vaso. Was it like burning? Um, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like when I cast my light shield, I thought I felt a little burning. Yeah, like like like. Do you feel like it was taking something out of you? Yeah, I definitely. What are I you? I definitely all, took some hit points. What are you all talking about? So, okay, Vaso, I need your help with this. Yeah. Um. I feel fine. Hey, 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 yeah. hey, hey buddy. Riff, I didn't feel anything. Hey, hey, buddy, no, miss. Please just sit down for a minute. We we got something to tell you. Yeah, we need like a serious moment. Uh. Okay. Yeah, you. I, mean, I uh, saw what I saw. Well, yeah, that was, that was her. That wasn't you. How? You weren't even near the. Yeah, rift. I was. Ca- I know, but I was. Okay, so you know how we're all here for a reason, right? Yes. Like something happened, and we figured out we had the gift. So I was doing earlier what I did that day, and I was I was actually stitching the rift. I didn't know I could do it until today, but it's actually like a spell that I can cast. So that's what I was doing. But. Benson said our swords and stuff were magical too. I think. And I was right there. I know, but I think. And I made, you know. I think they're magical so they can kill the Denoa. I think that's the only thing that can kill the Denoa. I think it's other things that we do that stitch up that close the actual rift. And it like hurt. Sort of burns. It hurt. I don't know if I believe you guys. I mean, I was there. I I saw what I saw. Okay. Vasha's going to look at Woods and be like, so like. How'd you, like, what'd you do to stitch it? I mean, I just, I, and she like pulls out a chain that's around her neck and it's a um, half crescent moon. She's like, I just kind of like held this and just started talking to Sapeller. Wait, wait, wait. You don't really know how you closed it, but you claim you closed it? Yeah. And I was right there. <laughs> but I, I did. I like. With my rapier, watching it stitch up. But I, that was me. Are you trying to pull a fast one on Gnomus here? <laughs> no, man. Like, I just, we need to work together. 
I agree. Okay. I just, and I just, she just like looks at Vaso for some help here. All right. Let me, whatever. Sure. You closed it. All right. I'm going to go get some uh, salmon. I'm going to look at Woods. I'm going to be like, he, he'll figure it out soon enough. Okay. I hope so. Because him standing there swinging a sword at air is not going to do anything for us. Yeah. Right? Okay. Right. I'm I'm hungry. She's going to go eat. Yeah, me too. Nomis, we'll do you first. You want to get your salmon, and then you, and you remember that there's a really nice sunny spot on the roof of the barracks. On the roof of your guys' tower, there is like, like a community garden. So you got, you know, like vegetables and stuff like that. Carmen's been kind of upkeeping it. But there's also a nice, really nice sunny spot that you as a cat person have just been absolutely loving to kind of go up there and relax and sunbathe a little bit. So you take your uh, salmon lunch yeah, <laughs> and you uh, <laughs> head up to the roof. Okay. While you're up there, you look across the roof and you see Bonnie who is just kind of sitting down in a nice, like, comfortable spot, and she's reading a book. The book looks pretty old and beat up, but she seems pretty enveloped in it. But when she hears you coming, she looks up and says, Hello. Oh, oh hello there. Is uh, all right if I join you? I, I kind of like um, the spot up here, you know, very sunny and, and peaceful. Sure. Um, that would That would be nice. Listen, I I saw you earlier today. Closing that rift, right? I um is 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 that what you call that? Oh well, yeah, I was I was there. Uh, I closed it. I was right there. Did did you feel, feel what? it? The the rift when you closed it, the the light. Uh, no. Hmm. And she like just looks away and and looks kind of sad. And she's like, I was hoping you you felt it too. It just it felt to me, every, everybody else kind of described it as good, but for me, it, it it just brought back some some bad memories. I mean, my my friends just tried to tell me that they were the ones that actually closed the rift, but they couldn't really tell me how they closed it. But they did say they felt some sort of burning, weird pain. So I, I don't oh, know. So you you didn't feel it then? You didn't you, you didn't close the rift? All right, is this some like running gag here? I mean, I was there. Did my friends put you up to this? No, you you would have felt it. It no one doesn't feel it when they when they use the light. It it hurts. It does. And I I think I understand how people can describe it as as pleasant, but for me I just I don't know. Okay. And and Nomis is going to look defeated cuz he's he thinks he's being like pranked by everybody. So he's just going to kind of like nod along and What what were you doing? during the fight while your friends were closing the rift and, and when they could feel the light? I was closing the rift. I was right there in front of it with my sword. Yeah, but how? What What were you trying to do? Close it. I was slashing it with my sword and I saw it close. <laughs> you, you don't close the rift with a weapon. I mean, I just did. I was right there in front of it. I don't know what you people keep telling me. I didn't close it. I was right there. <laughs> My friend can't even tell me how she closed you, it, but she told me she did. You you close the rift by looking inside yourself and finding the light. It's not a it's not a weapon skill. All right. Well, I'm I'm glad I can amuse everybody here. Go That's ahead. fine. Go ahead and roll a history check. Now that you're having this conversation with um, Bonnie. All right. So I had nothing. So I'm gonna roll my d20 in my new rolling mat that awesome friends around this table <laughs> bought me in Italy. <laughs> 
It's the first roll on it. Oh, and I got a 20. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 20. <laughs> um, as she's talking about looking inside and seeing the light, you start reflecting back on the night that you lost Grace. And you remember that there was a rift there, and you instinctively played some music as you felt a light leave your body. Mm-hmm. And then you remember passing out. But in when she's talking about it, you remember feeling that burning feeling as the light's coming out. Okay. Vaso and Woods, you guys are kind of meshing together. Were you planning on staying together for the evening, or are you going to kind of do your own thing and peel off like Nomis did? Oh, I think we'd eat together, probably, but I was going to hit the gym, so I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to eat and then go you lay, to... d- lay down. She's probably, she's probably gonna be like, I got I got a heal here. So yeah, okay. That I, makes, I, I did kind of die. You did die, <laughs> but uh, you ever want to come? You know, hit the hit the weights with me. You're kind of you're you're really a half work. Yeah. Huh. Why? What do I look like? I a little bit more human, I think. Okay. If you ever want to come hit the weights, uh, bulk up a little. Just just let me know. Okay. Woods, as you are on your way to the gym, <laughs> you pass by the swimming pool. And in the swimming pool is Quentin the Tortle. And as you're walking past, he uh, he comes out of the water and, and comes up and he calls over to you. He says, hey, wait. Hi. I, I wanted to talk to you about this morning. Okay. I noticed that you in battle seemed I, I I don't I don't know nervous maybe I think it's why on the first day you you broke your bowstring and why you fired on your teammate today what is it is it nervousness or something else She's really caught off guard. Um, this is also like the first yeah, time you've heard him yeah, speak. Yeah. So, <laughs> you, you specifically. Um, wow, that's really interesting that you picked up on that. Yes, I would like to help if I can, perhaps provide some insight. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if nervous is the word I would call it but this is not this isn't and she like kind of uh motions to her bow like this isn't generally me what do you mean by that the the weapons are new to me i see so they don't feel natural in your hands there's they're starting to um but no they're I have to work really hard at it. Yes, I understand that quite a bit. And you flash back to when you saw him fight earlier, and while he's normally a turtle and he moves kind of slowly, in battle, he was fast. And that just occurs to you as he's talking about uh, what he's telling you. I was raised by monks who taught me to focus and find inner peace even with things that bothered me sometimes Hmm. i learned to to channel some of that into 
combat and whether that was sparring practice with the monks that I studied with or fighting the Danoa, I think of my weapon as an extension of myself and an exercise in my, my conduit for good energy. That's a lot. You think about all that? I think about a lot of things. I don't know if my brain can process that way. Try. Have you ever tried meditation? Oh, yeah. I'm an elf. That's how I sleep. <laughs> but I'll be honest with you. I don't do it very well. I don't know why I'm telling you all these things. Sometimes people say things to me because they try to fill the silence. If you hadn't noticed, I don't talk much. Yeah, I definitely noticed that. But you're talking a lot now. He, it, with, when you say that, he, he stops talking and just nods at you. Okay. Hey, I'm going to go to the gym. Do you want to, I mean, I know you're swimming, but you want to, do you want to go lift some weights maybe with me? Might I suggest a change of pace for you? Perhaps you'd like to join me in swimming some laps? Uh, sure. Yeah. And you swim some laps with Quentin the turtle. Awesome. You get your food, you kind of scarf it down, and then you go crash in your bed for a few hours because you're hurting a little bit. You're letting the bandages that Dr. Graves put on you kind of uh, set a little bit more. Yep. But then as you are tossing and turning, you can't really sleep. So you decide that well, I'm feeling a little bit of home, a little homesick. So you make your way down to the stables because you've already kind of been interacting with some of the horses down there, some of the Pegasus. Um, so you make your way down to the stables. Cool. Yeah, I'm gonna go down and um, hang out with the the one that I like, the one that likes me. And horse with no name. Yeah, horse with no <laughs> name yet because I don't know what his name is. <laughs> From the stables, while you're hanging out with your horse friend, you look. And you are able to see Wallace, the Loxodon, practicing with his giant sword. And you watch as he is tossing this thing between his hands and his trunk. And what he's doing right now doesn't look like necessarily combat practice. It looks more like he's dancing with his sword. Interesting. So he's he at one point he throws it straight up into the air with like a spin and he lands it on his trunk and he's he's kind of like spinning it like a basketball. Cool. I'm going to I'm going to walk over and get a closer look and just kind of observe cuz I uh he notices you walking over while he's spinning this thing like a basketball on his trunk and he says Vasso! And he throws his sword up into the air and stylishly catches it and puts, sets it down gently. Wonderful to see you, my friend. How are you after this morning's events? It's like, well, I'm, I'm healing. It definitely, uh, definitely hurt a little bit, but uh, I'm healing. Um, Wonderful to hear. Have you met Dr. Vanessa? Yes, I have. She, uh, she definitely helped me out a lot. She bandaged me up pretty good so very helpful very knowledgeable woman she is it is it's great to see other practitioners of the medical practice are you uh do you practice medicine uh occasionally my people do it's what we are known for in zimbara oh that's 
Interesting. Good to know. Medicine and circuses. That's what we do. Oh, yeah. I, I saw you uh, throwing your sword around. Did you uh, learn that growing up? or A bit, yes. We are, we are some for the show. L- listen, I wanted to ask you, when, when did you start practicing combat? Um, when I got here. I see. That explains a lot. Yeah, I'm pretty novice, to say the least. I grew up on a I grew up on a farm, so didn't really have much experience. I see why you chose the axe now as your weapon. Growing up on a farm, I'm sure you were were used to that. Yep, chopping wood. Yes, well, combat is not the same as chopping wood. It's it's a different skill set. I had to learn that myself years ago. See, what I was doing just now was more of a more of a show. It's more what we practiced for the circus. And I learned that at a very young age, but I had to learn to use those skills a little differently in combat. Perhaps I could show you some some of the finer points of combat so that you can turn your wood chopping into fighting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, any any help I can get, I'll take it. Wonderful. And he claps you on the back with his trunk and it hurts. <laughs> oh. Do you want to get started now? Um, sure. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, roll a constitution check for me. All right, so I get plus two on constitution, and I rolled a four, so a six total, <laughs> which makes sense because he's still a little sore, a little, a little hurting, yeah. so yeah, that's... So while you are training with Wallace, he tries to teach you to do some of the more basic kind of weapon dancing that he was doing. And you just keep hitting yourself over and over again. You're not using an actual weapon. You're using like a training weapon so that you don't hurt yourself. And by the end of it, you are, you're, you're not feeling great. (laughs) Night passes by. You guys all sleep pretty soundly because you're pretty tired from your day's events. Two of you used the gift of the light. The other had his hopes dashed. You wake up, Gnomus, to a little music box playing. It's the same music box melody that you heard the first episode, that first night you were here. And that's how you wake up. Is it the same melody? It's the same melody. Do I have like a connection to that melody? Like, is it something I've heard before? Probably. It's probably something from like little things they would have taught kids how to play. Okay. So I can replicate it yep. pretty easily. Yep. Okay. And that probably just makes me more sad. Reminding me of uh, where the music box came from. Welcome to the depressing D&D podcast. (laughs) Looking over at the music box, you see the little spinning figurine come out of the music box as it opens automatically, and there is a letter inside. A letter I haven't noticed before? A letter you haven't noticed before. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm opening that letter. It says, no, miss. I heard from a little birdie that you and your friends had a rough day of training. Please know we all believe in you. You will soon find your rhythm and whip your team into shape. Gidget. Okay. I think Nomis is stunned. Like, how can Gidget know all this? So I think he's just going to be sitting there, like, really pondering how she knows and where she might be. I have so many questions (laughs) as the listener. Get in line. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The next morning, you hear the trumpets greeting the dawn and make your way down to get some breakfast with Carmine, where Benson is waiting for you guys. Um, Woods, you're going to see Woods come from the pool. Morning swim? Yeah. 
Yeah, she really liked it. So she swapped out her uh, her morning workout for a morning swim. So her hair's kind of a kind of wet in a afro, and she's hitting the buffet line. Do I do I see Benson? Yeah, yeah. He's already got his breakfast, and he's just waiting for you guys to arrive so that he can discuss what's going to happen that day, and then uh, you guys will set out. Can I can I pull him aside? Like, can I approach him and ask if I can talk to him for a minute in private? Uh, yes. Nomus, what what can I what can I do for you? Uh, Nomus is going to pull out his rapier and, and hand it back to Benson, and you know Nomus looks very sad, almost like a puss in boots looking up at him, big welly eyes, and uh, Benson, I don't I don't think I deserve this. Uh, I really thought yesterday I I closed that rift, and I feel like I'm the laughing stock of my. My friends, uh, Vaso and, and Woods, and probably the other three, and I just feel really humiliated. I thought I did a really good thing, and I don't know if I'm uh, cut out to be here. Are you telling me that you are resigning your post? I mean, I don't want to. I just, I thought I did, I closed it, and I felt on cloud nine, and I had a very, I'll call it rude awakening <laughs> yesterday after the battle that I really didn't close it. So I'm just feeling embarrassed, and I don't know. I understand. My pride's taking a hit. You know, I was prepared to give the three of you a a dressing down like you have never seen before this morning, but I think maybe maybe you might have gotten there on your own. Oh, I I definitely did. I I like people to look at me and and smile and cheer and and laugh for all the, the good reasons, but... I feel like I just did a very horrible, horrible thing that now they're laughing at me for all the wrong reasons. He doesn't say anything to that, but he gives you a look that you haven't really seen on his face before. He is very empathetic to you right now, and he is surprised that you are having such a mature moment in this. And he looks, when you saw him this morning, he did look like he was still fuming a little bit. But that is gone from him now. I'm going to say the rest of the party comes and joins you at this point. And Benson addresses the three of you. And he says, you three did uh, adequately yesterday. And I apologize if my judgments were a little harsh. I was prepared to scold you this morning. But Nomis has shown me that I think... I think you may have learned some lessons on your own. And he looks at you, Melwood, at this point, and he, this, like, confused look kind of comes over his face. And he says, you look a little different. He's noticing your oh, uh, I, uh Yeah, I just um, decided to go for a swim this morning. Yeah, he he notices that you are, it's not just your hair. You are carrying yourself a little differently. Yeah, she feels different. I'll be honest with you. At that point, he kind of snaps back to attention and he says, all right, this morning we're going on patrols. Patrols are an important part of our duties in the Order of Light. It's not just about saving people and closing the rifts. It's also about making people feel safe. And that's what we do when we go on patrols. We do a little bit of community outreach. We, we're we good Samaritans in the street. And it's important that you 
are on your best behavior. And he looks at you, Nomis, like he's about to say something snarky to you, but he doesn't. Because you all have noticed that Nomis doesn't even have his instrument with him, which he always has uh, with him. Nomis, where is your lyre? I I left it in my room. I didn't feel like today was a, a day for music and, and celebration. Uh, I mean, if you want me to go get it and, and, and play for people, I, I can. He looks at you and he says, well, go get it. It's an important part of your duty as a member of the Order of Light that you are always prepared. And while you are going and retrieving this, that, take this back too, and he hands you back your rapier. Okay. I'll just give him a, a very, like, humbling, appreciative nod of, you know, thanks for still believing in me. Actually, I may even say that to him. I'll say thanks for uh, believing in me, and I'll go get my, my instrument. Good. I should go without saying that I do believe in the three of you, and if I if my expectations are too high, then... I apologize to you. I think I think that my expectations have been too high. Great. <laughs> so now we're going to get into the first day of patrol. We're going to do this a little bit differently. I want everyone to roll a d6. That's a regular looking dice. For Is those that of like you. the Yahtzee dice? The Yahtzee yeah. dice, yep. Three. Seven. Three. Three, three, and seven. Because oh, <laughs> y'all are still listening to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I saw the six. So I was waiting six. to hear yeah. six, and I was like, that's not right. He's adding one for Yahtzee. <laughs> Full house. So what Yahtzee. we're gonna do is we did this in our practice campaign. And oh, I love these. What we're gonna do is instead of the dungeon masters coming up with what the random encounter is gonna be during this patrol day, we're gonna let the players do that. So on the website, carriagerestales.com. You'll be able to find a random encounter improv template. So Ryan rolled the highest, so he's going to be our random encounter creator this time. He's going to roll a d20, a d12, and a d4, and then he's going to come up with what happens on your patrol. I have to do this on my own? Yeah. I, <laughs> you I, can roll it. Can I phone a friend? Are we collaboratively coming you up with this? You can collaboratively come up with it if you want, but you're, you're in the driver's seat. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Finally, and you can't find a dragon and kill all the party. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, so I need to roll my d d20, right? D20 for all severity. Right. Nine. So it's only a scenic event. Scenic event. Then what? D12. D12. A three. So fully avoided <laughs> scenic event. Perfect. This episode is gonna be real short. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to re-roll this? Three. No. Midday. Midday. So somewhere midday during our patrol, I see something, but I don't do anything about it. <laughs> yeah, but you don't engage in it. So what do you guys see? You're in a big city. We're out in the town, and it's something scenic. Oh, just yeah, like something like, in the background. Yeah, like something on the street, a festival, or uh, kids playing, some robbery. Maybe a, maybe a festival's <laughs> going on. We're just kind of I think for Yeah, I think for Nomis, with how down he's feeling about about himself there is a festival and there is a troop of performers and it kind of reminds him of his background it kind of helps remind him why he's here so it kind of rejuvenates him a little bit and gives him motivation to keep going and get better and work so with like if i can fill in some some details about what you're what you're actually seeing absolutely it is a 
traveling troop of Loxodon. Of course. Much like Wallace. And they are doing something similar to what you saw Wallace doing last night with, or to what Vaso saw Wallace doing last night with his sword. They are doing sort of a dance with weapons. And it's something between a ballet and an opera. And it is a dramatic retelling of the story of how the order of light was created is is there music playing yes can i not to like take over but can i lightly play my lyre of like get the melody down like maybe just start playing it lightly like i'm tuning it sort of yeah like i don't want to draw attention so you play it you play it quietly these these performers are playing for quite a large crowd so you are kind of uh, not just in the back of the crowd, you're kind of separate from the back of the crowd, so maybe some people in the back can just barely hear you, but these performers don't at all okay. hear you. I just want to try to get the melody down. No misdigs it. It's not that speed metal stuff that Wallace <laughs> was talking about earlier. That but 32.8? Yeah. That was the midday scenic event that you fully avoided because you were in part of the crowd. Nice job. We got there. Perfect. Um, that was much better than the first couple of times you did it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think give a give a general idea of what you're seeing like that, and then we'll fill in okay. details. I love it. I think that'll work. Sounds good. So you guys stay in. Benson likes to just observe this because it is a festival showing how the Order of Light has came about, even though it's more of an interpretive dance style. But he enjoys it because, after all, you guys are in the Order, and having you even present in the crowd just makes the performance that much better. But then you move along, and he wants to stop to eat at one of his favorite lunch spots, which is the Crying Onion. Benson's with us. Benson is with you. The Crying Onion? The Crying Onion, where he's going to get lunch, sit down, and just, you know, if you guys wanted to talk with Benson out in public about anything, it's kind of your opportunity, too. I mean, I think Nomis is is feeling better, but I, I think I would take advantage of being with the group and saying that he was sorry for being arrogant. In thinking he closed the rift, but now he knows why he didn't. I don't and that he's going to be better at next time. Yeah, Vasa is just going to be like, dude, it, we're all learning here. It's it's all good. We're we're a team here. Well, you didn't go we're, around like jumping up and down saying, "I closed the rift. I closed the rift." And yeah, but everyone laughing at you. So I was, we weren't laughing at you. Uh, we I were think you were laughing, chuckling at under our breath a little bit. But hey, man, like, you hey, got, I got shot in the butt. Yeah, I mean, I come on. I like, like yeah. she shot her own I saw teammate. That. Like, yeah, about that, man. Sorry, it's not good. Whatever. It, uh, it was our first. It was our first round. What do you expect? But like, what a first round. I mean, come on. Don't worry and about we it. We succeeded, <laughs> and I'm gonna look at Benson like, womp womp. You know, you you did succeed, and none of you got hurt too badly, but. It was, there's a lot of room for improvement. I'll just I say agree. that. I think that's why we're here, right? Like, isn't this the whole point of this? It is. And, Nomis, you are not the first one to think that they were using the light when they weren't. I guess you can say I was blinded by the light. <laughs> <laughs> Alas, the bod is needing a break, so I, your humble innkeeper, shall give a few announcements.
Hey guys, it's Sam. I just wanted to take a quick moment and thank you so much for listening. If you hadn't had the opportunity yet, we really strongly encourage you to check out our website at caredresstales.com. You'll find links there for our Discord and our Instagram. Go ahead and follow us at at caredresstalesdnd. This is where we post a lot of funny in-studio videos and um, photos of us here. Thank you so, so much for following along on this journey. I cannot believe we're already knee-deep in season two. Again, we really appreciate that you can do anything with your time and you're choosing to spend it with us. I hope you enjoy the show. Great. It appears the bard is back and ready to continue his tale. All right, so you guys finish your lunch with Benson at the Crying Onion, and now we need Nick and Sam to each roll a d6. Oh, man. Ha-ha. All right, here we go. Four. Uh, Two. So, Woods, you are going to use the random encounter improv template to tell us what's going to happen. This is going to be at dusk because we're at the second half of the day, so I will fix the d4 to a four, but you can roll your severity and your avoidance. So I'm rolling a 20 and a 12? Correct. Not two 20s? Okay. So we're going to roll a 20. I got a 16. Okay. So the 16 is? Deadly. No, hard. Hard. Encounter. And a one. Uh, A full engagement. Oh, (laughs) it's a hard encounter? Yep. It's going to be a hard encounter. Now, I do have Benson, so he's going to be able to do quite a bit. Okay. But we need to know, what do you guys run into on your patrol? Wait, are we on patrol or in the weeping onion? You're or crying onion. <laughs> You've left the crying onion. You're back on patrol. So I was just trying to clarify. So this is yeah. like the second half of the day. And the festival's going on? The festival was going on. It might have finished at it's this point. Wrapped. It, festival is a bit of an overstatement. Okay. okay. So I feel like we're probably um, more, like the furthest away from the or the school. Okay, from no. the... Uh, Order of Light. Yeah, from the Order of Light that we can be. We're kind of on the on the outskirts of town. And I'm going to say that a bunch of, uh, let's say, drunk characters come pouring out of um, a tavern. Let's see. Lewiston, Fairground. We're near the fairgrounds. So we're going to be near this canal, right? No, Harbinger Square is where we are, right? Correct. Okay, we're over in the park, in the park, in the shady area of the park, though. Sure. And there's like a, um, there's a tavern where kind of like shady people are kind of known to be at. And I feel like Benson's walking us by, giving us a tour and just being like, kind of just stick away, stay away from this, this place. And as he says that, um, there's some, um, kerfuffle that happens. Some people pour out and they notice, are like badges that say order of light and they're against the order of light and they come at us. Okay. What is the name of this tavern? The name of the tavern um, is the Dusty Stone. All right. So you are all walking through the park when Benson calls your attention to the Dusty Stone Tavern. And he says... That is one of the rowdier establishments in this city. I would advise you to avoid it. Some of those patrons, some of those patrons do not look kindly on the order. What do you like? There's people against the order. Yes, not many, but uh, 
There are some that uh, disagree with the way we do things. There are some that, uh, well, that just feel, and as he says that, that's when the crowd of people comes out of the tavern, and one of them catches sight of Benson, who is in his uniform, and he says, Oi! You! Order knight, or whatever whatever your rank is. You! My, My aunt died because of you. Because you would focus on on closing the rift instead of instead of saving the people, and as he's saying this, he's getting up in Benson's face, and Benson is rock solid, just stoic face, and he is not reacting. But when he when the drunk man is talking about this, you can kind of see the like wince in his eye. Woods is gonna step in, so she uh, she's a big gal, she's a big elf. Um, broad shoulder. So she's going to maneuver her way kind of and just say, Hey, 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 Hey man, a buddy, just pack up, man. Like, it's okay. Like it's, I, I'm sorry to hear about your aunt, but just, just, just back up, man. Like we're, we're just, we're just walking by. Oh, I saw it off. Let me go back to altercating with this guy. Why don't you go back to just, uh, go drinking some mead? Mead? That's a boy. Is there mead around here? And his buddies all kind of like, get like mead yeah 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 let's go get some mead and they just kind of stumble off benson looks at you and says you know uh we usually don't like to engage but that was that was well handled there woods thanks i've had uh some experience with people who had a little bit too much mead is that so yep He's not going to press. <laughs> and then you guys head back for the evening as a successful patrol of the first day. I think so. So we have the second day and gets to our final player to roll on the random encounter. All right. So I roll a D20. Just joking. <laughs> I know. Get out of here. Nick wants right. to play too. I want to play. Okay. So a D20. D20 for severity. I rolled a natty 20. Ooh, oh. that's right. deadly. I think that's deadly, yeah. Oh, Someone's going to die. Um, so my D12 is a 6. Fully avoid. Great. And then uh, D4? Yep. A 2. So it's in the morning. So the morning of your guys' patrol, something deadly is going to happen, but you aren't involved in it. The morning after. Wallace farted. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna say that we're we're back at the order. Or we haven't left yet. Okay. And then I, I would say maybe like during the the overnight, like while we were back at the order, like all those those drunk people kind of went out and started vandalizing the city. You guys awake, and Benson retrieves you and says, "We have a bit of a situation that I think we need to go investigate." Back at the Dusty Stone. And as you guys head over to the Dusty Stone, you are hearing chatter as you're walking around. And a certain word you keep hearing over and over and over again is called Mordina. You keep hearing the citizens saying, someone passed from Mordina. And then you kind of get closer to that group and you see the same group you had the altercation with earlier. And they point at Woods. And they are saying, there's the witch. There's the witch. She cast a spell on him and he died. He died of Mordina. Well, I, 
what? What? And what? then you hear a bunch of other crowds like, that's not how it works. You know, that is just a mysterious death. It's not a cast that gets spelled on you. But he's very insistent in trying to get to you about believing that you cast a spell on their friend who is now dead. And then as you see, the drunkards are now at this point, they're sobered up. They're all standing around a little golden shard. Because as a reminder, when people perish in our world, there's no corpse. Instead, their body turns into a little shard of light called a light shard. Uh, Benson, what, what, what are they talking about? What is Mordina? Mordina is the, the unknown death. It's an affliction that affects people, as far as we can tell, completely at random. Sometimes it, it happens fast, sometimes slow, but we're unclear as to the exact cause, just... Some people are afflicted and they die. It's it's as simple as that. We know, we know frighteningly little about it. Can I roll a history check? You most certainly can. I'm gonna roll a d20 and my intelligence a negative one, so I rolled a nine. You don't know anybody personally that has died from Mordina, but I guess you're starting to get acquainted that this is called Mordina. It stands for unknown death. Oh. Okay, we call it the croup in sure. my village. <laughs> okay. okay. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I mean, I, like, obviously I didn't do that. Like, that's not, I don't understand why they think I'm a witch. She's looking at Benson. I, I can't, I can't speak to their rationalizations in their head. I, I think they're just a bunch of drunkards that saw you have a confrontation with him last night, and they're looking for somebody to blame. Much like, much like that man who accosted me was doing to me. I feel like this isn't necessarily the place I need to be right now. We should spread out, look for anything unusual, and Benson is kind of on edge. Great. I'm gonna roll perception or investigation. Yeah, uh, investigation would be if you perception. <clears throat> know what you're actually looking for. I would like perception. So it would be a perception. Twelve. Okay. You're going to say something, Nomis? Oh, I think Nomis would just be kind of walking around playing his new Loxodon song, just looking for you know yep, something out of the ordinary. Okay. So if you want me to roll a perception check, I, I can. Sure. Uh, I have a plus three in perception. Ooh. Is it As blinded cat? by the light? What? The song you're playing? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Stuck in my head. I'm looking at the sun because that's where the fun is. Uh, 17. And Vasa is also going to roll a perception check. So all four of you fan out kind of different directions looking for anything that's a little bit suspicious or weird. And I get uh, Vasa gets a four. Vasa and Woods, you guys don't really find anything. You don't know what you're looking for. Nomis, you're kind of playing your instrument and walking around. And because you're playing, you kind of get more of a crowd. And you actually end up talking to a citizen. That was a witness of the event. Um, and it happened about six hours after your guys' altercation. And everything seemed fine. Then all of a sudden, this guy just keeled over and then just immediately turned into a, a light shard. Um, nobody had touched him, nothing like that. So that's why they were saying that it was a death of Mordino. And then that's kind of it for the encounter. And... It's kind of a somber rest of the day. Benson doesn't really want to talk too much more to you guys. You go about and just do your normal patrols, your normal activities. But Benson does seem a lot more down. 
um, for whatever reason, but he doesn't open up to you about that. So the bard's tale has come to a close. Ah, what a splendid crowd you have been. We hope we hope we'll see you again at Carriage Rest Inn. All right, so we're going to do something fun and we're going to do a little get to know your players. So we're going to go around the table and what is everyone's first experience with D&D? Like what is the one thing that you're like, yeah, I, this is my jam. I like it. Mike, yeah. you want to go first? Yep. Yeah, I guess I'll go first. So the first time I got into D&D was in my master's program and I was actually staying at a hotel for three months and I we had a lot of time because it was the same group of people, and we actually rented out the conference room at the hotel so we could play Dungeons and Dragons. And it very much confused all of the other hotel guests when they'd walk <laughs> by and be like, what is this group doing in there, getting all loud and excited around paper <laughs> and dice? I but love it. I loved it ever since then. Uh, John? My Okay, so you you said what was the first experience with D and D, and then what was the point where you were like, I like this, and those were not the same moments. Yeah. For okay. Me. So yeah, yeah. So the first time I played D and D, I was just like, I didn't really understand the concept, and I tried like somebody gave me a play a character sheet. We were playing like it wasn't like a super well developed campaign. It was just more sort of a battle setting and like i wasn't quite getting the whole role play bit of it yet i was trying to i was trying to enforce too many rules so that was the first time i played and the last time for a while and i was still like interested in it i just didn't really get it um but eventually i played a couple of times with some friends but i was only playing with like a dm and two people and I liked it enough that I started doing it more. And then my first kind of like extended playing of D&D was actually me DMing like a totally homebrewed campaign, which I like because I like to just bend the rules. We've noticed. <laughs> yeah. I, I like I like to be I, I like playing as a character. It's a lot of fun. I with the exception of the the one campaign that four of us did together with a couple of other people. I haven't really done extended campaigns, okay. more just like one shot and like two or three session games. But yeah, that's I actually like I've not played a ton of d and I've played a lot with some of the same people, but like I haven't played that many okay. times. Well, we can't tell. <laughs> You're super good. So that's great. Uh, Ryan. Uh, the first time I played, I was 12. Um, my dad was in the Army, so we were stationed, stationed in Germany, and he got deployed to Bosnia and met some people who played, and my dad's kind of a lot like me, so he took a lot of interest to it, and we would talk on the phone and write letters, and he would tell me about D&D, and it just like blew my mind, because I was living in Germany, like surrounded by castles and you know cathedrals and this is really cool. So he got home and the guy who DM'd came back with him. He actually lived in the same like apartment complex. 
So this guy rolled up a campaign and I did like a typical fighter and being 12 years old, loved it. So they invited more military guys to play. So I was like a 12 year old playing with like 30 to 45 year olds. So yeah. So ever since then I've, you know, I've loved it. Um, Nicholas. Yeah. So I got introduced to D and D by our very own Mike. And, uh, he, um, yeah, he, he had a, he, he did a, I remember we started off with like, a, it was like a mini campaign with just a bunch of our friends and like a lot of us didn't play. And, um, like after that mini campaign, like I was, it was like me and Ryan were like the only ones that kept playing with Mike and we ended up doing like a, I think Sam joined us then. Yeah. And we, we did like a campaign that was like, what was it? Five years. Five years yeah. long. And, um, yeah, I just loved it because like. You know, my I got to develop my favorite character of all time. His name Chad. is Chad. Chad the Barbarian. Yep. Yeah. So um I just love like how I started him out as like kind of simple and you know, the like we, we kept adding things to him and he eventually turned into like a like a dragonborn type thing. Yeah, so, he was badass. So yeah, he killed a just, dragon all by himself. All by himself. Yeah. All by if himself. you hear us, if you hear us talk about that, that is what we're talking about. We're talking about Chad. <laughs> Nick killed the dragon all by, and he did. He killed the dragon yeah. all by himself. So. so that's super funny because I remember all of that happening, and Mike came to me and he was like, "I just don't know if Nick's having fun," and I'm like, <laughs> "Mike, Nick's never missed a session. Like clearly he likes it because he's he's always here." And he's like. Oh yeah, he is always here. I'm like, yeah, like he all he like never blows you off. He always comes. He's like, oh yeah, he likes it. So that was my first. So that was my first experience with D and D. Is that whole group when you guys were playing, and I would like hide in our small house while you guys were playing, and then I would hear you laugh, and I'm like, oh, these are all like the guys that I like, like all of our friends. So I would come out, and you, and then I would like sit in the living room, and you guys would be in like the dining room. You were like a cat. You were like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. And then the more you saw us, you're like, oh, these guys seem kind of cool. And then you just like curled up on the table and you yeah. Know, watched and then play. I was like, I want to play. Um, but I fell in love with D&D from another podcast. So Mike and I used to go visit my family a lot in Ohio and we would drive back and he would always want to listen to a podcast and I would like sleep. So I was trying to take a nap and sleep and we were listening to Sneak Attack um, and I couldn't sleep because it was so funny. Like, and if you guys, so that is my favorite D&D podcast outside of ours, obviously, um, is Sneak Attack. So huge shout out to them because they made me fall in love with D&D. So I started on episode one. We listened to that entire thing and I was like, I want to do this. I want to play. And, and that was probably like five or six years ago now. That was a while ago. So. All right, cool. Well, thanks guys. Thanks for listening to us and uh, we'll catch you next episode.